You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The business hour on America's Web Radio, as a matter of fact, and uh, we have a very special guest on, and uh, his name is not Mike, uh, but he has a, a similar a similarity a little bit. His name is Greg Edwards, and uh, he's a local gentleman here in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're glad to have Greg on, and he's going to talk about his product called My Sauce, and uh, Greg has developed uh, a number of products for barbecuing, and uh, I found it fascinating. I've had some of his barbecue, and uh, absolutely delicious. And, you know, we uh, got to talking, and I invited uh, Greg to come out and be on our business hour. And we look forward to uh, a great day talking, or not day, but hour talking to Greg. That probably scared you to thinking you were going to be here a day, but um, even I can get through it in, in an hour. But uh, anyway, we're glad to have Greg here. Greg, tell us some of your background as far as... Uh, I, I know you live in Atlanta now, but are you from Atlanta originally? Or Well, David, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, originally from Youngstown, Ohio, uh, but moved here as a young child with my parents. My father was transferred for work. And so I grew up here basically, you know, elementary school, high school, college at Georgia State University. So I've been I've been around this area, you know, since the 70s, so quite a while. Um, I've always been, I guess, an entrepreneur. Um, I took my first job out of school. I majored uh, in hotel, restaurant, travel administration at Georgia State University way back when, when it was more of a commuter school. So everybody was pretty much working at the time and, you know, in Carvin in college. Uh, but um, uh, when I graduated, I went to work for the Days and Hotel Corporation and worked with them for a little bit and uh, had an opportunity to get into the restaurant business. So I jumped on that and opened a couple restaurants, and uh, that is where I developed my first uh, sauce, um, which was very, very popular. Um, I was known for my chicken wings and other products and my barbecue, and, and back in those days we were – one of my locations was in Conyers, Georgia. So we were right on route to some of the Georgia games. So uh, people would stop in on a football Saturday and buy wings to go and take them up for their cookout. So we were always gearing up for that, and we would go through – some Saturdays we'd go through 2,000 pounds of wings. And uh, wow. Yeah, it was uh, friars galore and uh, – <laughs> Lots of people uh, saucing and dumping wings into trays. So uh, that was a fun time and uh, and gave me a chance to really uh, take a look at, at these sauces. And uh, uh, as I got out of the restaurant business in the mid-'90s, um, I uh, never really did much else in that industry. I um, went on to own other businesses in a multitude of industries from import-export, textile, to uh, uh, real estate, uh, plastics manufacturing, um, leather business, uh, Hmm. ship breaking actually, which is where you buy decommissioned large vessels and you 
tow them to countries and they're disassembled for the steel um, and so on and so forth. Uh, now, and that then, is <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff, huh? Yeah. Different. Yes. Yeah, a little different. And then uh, finished up a, a bit in the medical business uh, with uh, medical products in the aesthetic medicine industry. So uh, then took some time and helped raise some kids with the wife. And uh, I have two lovely children, my son, Charlie, uh, who's 23, just graduated with his MBA in finance from Mercer University and is currently in the job market. So if anybody out there needs somebody, a smart guy uh, in finance, uh, don't hesitate to get in touch. <laughs> and I have a daughter who is uh, just now turning 18. She's a senior at Greater Land Christian School. She's doing very well, so we're very proud of her. And my wife, Jill, who I've been married to for 27 years, and very proud of that and very happy with that. So um, that's a little bit of my background there. But um, in recent history, uh, in looking for something to do, because I really wanted to get back out there, um, I circled back around to these sauces and seasonings that everybody loved. And I said, you know, I wonder if I could get those out there in the market and uh, see if we could feed some people make them happy. And so that's what I did. And so now I have my sauces and my seasoning out there. It's my sauce. Um, we have a website, which is mysauce1989.com, which shows some of our local retailers and also purchase online. Uh, but now, is this the best sauce you'll ever eat in your this, life? <laughs> this is, without a doubt, the best sauce you'll ever eat. In fact, it's funny, my, my very original sauce, which is called my buffalo-style barbecue sauce, um, it took me about two years to create this sauce and get it to where I wanted. And it's got a special blend of herbs in it that allows it to sort of morph and change its flavor depending on what you put it on. If you're putting it on a different proteins, chicken, it tastes like a chicken hybrid buffalo type sauce you might have on wings. When you put it on, say, a taco, it tastes like a taco sauce. Hmm. You put it on beef or pork, it changes its flavor again. It's amazing on eggs. It's amazing in macaroni and cheese. It's uh, My son puts it on hot dogs. He won't eat a hot dog without it on there. Keep going, and I'll have to walk out on you and go get something to eat. Well, I brought you some, so you're covered. <laughs> now, you know, I've got to ask, because I, I'm, I've i stayed well away other than going to restaurants and uh, doing some cooking at home and my, you know, barbecuing like all good Texans do and have been barbecuing since almost since day one. You know, my father did, and... I took up where he left off, and uh, one of the unique things that we do, or we did with when my father was alive and I lived at home, and then I carried it on with my family for a while, was that we have, instead of having a big 4th of July dinner, we had a 4th of July breakfast, huh. and I scrambled eggs on the grill, I cooked tons of bacon on the grill. My wife would fix biscuits, and we'd cut up fruit and all this kind of stuff. And uh, at last count, the last one we did, we had uh, over 100 people come to it. Wow. And we'd start at 6 o'clock in the morning. We'd have boats out in front of our house as people were headed to the lake and everything. But, you know, there's no better bacon than smoked bacon on the grill. Uh, It just absolutely the best and people well how did you how did you do scrambled eggs on the grill didn't they fun <laughs> no i had a big black skillet that 
<laughs> and but yet the smoke would come into the skillet and oh talking about delicious scrambled cheese eggs and um people were just you know they were just blown away and well what time are we going to do it next year you know <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we uh disappointed some when we moved but anyway um we did carry it on we had a house up in the mountains and we carried it on up there but uh i love grilling and so many people think grilling is let's see how hot and fast we can do it but personally i love smoking and uh i whether it's wings or whatever it happens to be i like it to get all the hickory flavor it can get and uh Right at the end, like on my baby back ribs, right at the end, I'll put a little. And I, oh, I don't. I use charcoal. I don't believe in gas. I think the only way to go is charcoal. But at right at the end, I'll sort of braise the outside of the baby back ribs, and just I don't want to say burn them, but just a little crust on them, you know. And uh, but that's just that's just me. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong or anything else. It's just the way I like them. Well, David, I tell you, I think you know, we talked a little bit about this before that you know food is really all about what you enjoy. Um, you know, I've said this many times to people that you can bring a myriad of people from all different walks of life together at a table and put food in front of them, and they're all going to become friends in short order. Because food, to me, is a magical thing. It brings people together. Um, it makes people happy. You know, I do a lot of barbecuing. Um, I'm actually even an accredited barbecue judge. So I've judged a lot of barbecue competitions. So I've got to see a lot of different ways that people do their barbecue and i gotta tell you there's a million ways to do barbecue and it really just comes down to what is it that you like um, you can go online and look up how to make baby back ribs and you'll see some standard processes but you'll see a million people with different sauces they use some people that don't use sauce they just use their dry rubs um, and so on and so forth different cooking times um, so um, yeah i mean i think you know it's really about getting the people together getting out there playing around with it getting them getting your food the way you like it and then serving it up um i get more enjoyment most of the time out of just preparing and serving the meals when i have groups over than i do actually eating it there's a lot of times i'll sit down and i'll just join in the conversation and realize you know i never ate yeah. <laughs> but it's the joy that i think people can get from that preparing the food serving the food and the togetherness that it brings especially well, with families uh, i'm back to uh, being a bachelor again and uh, it's you know like you said it's fixing food for others to enjoy that's where the enjoyment for me anyway uh, came and yeah the many fourths of july's that we would be working and sweating like crazy and you know and after everybody had left you'd oh come to think of it i don't think i ever ate you know (laughs) uh, but it was too much fun you know and and having fun uh, seeing people and and having them enjoy god i never had bacon that tasted like that and that's that's the enjoyment so i understand from a a source near to you that 
you can cook literally from uh, your out on the grill from your kitchen or from your in front of your TV. Yeah, I have uh, a couple of different pieces of equipment that I've accumulated over the years. Sort of a barbecue guy thing. You know, you start out with one type of grill, and then you add another, and then you add another, and then another. And pretty soon you're like, well, I've got quite a few grills. Where am I going to put all these? <laughs> but uh, so I've got, uh, I've got several. Um, offset smoker. Um, I've got a, a mainline gasser that I use that I can actually access from my deck, so I can use that if it's raining, snowing, no matter what the weather is. Uh, so it's covered and sheltered, which is kind of neat. Um, and then I have a, a, a quick searing unit that I'll use. I can use either wood or charcoal with that to get a high heat. And then one of uh, the most recent uh, uh, smokers that I've migrated to, and I absolutely love it, is I've got a, uh, uh, it's a company called Rectech, and they make a series of smokers, and they're pellet smokers. Um, I had always shied away from these a bit because um, I had heard, you know, they don't produce enough smoke, uh, so on and so forth, but uh, as with any tool, once you learn how to use it and you, you experiment with it, you can dial it in, and that's what I've been able to do with this. So I have a, a Rectech uh, RT700, which gives me 700 square feet, uh, square inches of cooking surface, and I tell you what, I can put on, you name it, ribs, uh, briskets, uh, pork uh, butts, whatever, whatever you want to smoke, chicken, um, poppers, eggs, you know, bacon, and run it uh, from my cell phone. And run it overnight while I'm sleeping. If I'm rolling smoke on a, a brisket and it's got to run for, you know, 16 hours, 18 hours, you know, I'm smoking that overnight and I'm not even worrying about it. So I've, I've started as I've gotten a bit older uh, and don't want to stay up all night tending a fire. Uh, it, it's been very, very useful and I've had great results with it. So mixing that in with other things that I have and grill tops and, and, and the like has been great. And uh, David, speaking of your smoked bacon, I have a uh, smoked bacon burger end recipe that you would love so i'll have to get with you on that and okay. uh, give you that one you know i figure if i'm out working on my grill and like i said i use charcoal i, I don't use gas but if i can't make my neighbors hungry smelling my smoke then i am i'm not doing it right and i <laughs> That's right. I tell you what, I, t I think uh, uh, just about every neighbor I know walks their dog right about the time I've got my smoker out there going. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to take our first break, and we'll be back with Greg Edwards talking about my sauce. Actually, it's Greg's sauce, but he calls it my sauce. So we'll be back right after this. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Business Hour. And our guest today is Greg Edwards, better known as My Sauce. And no relationship to any pillows or any uh, shoes or anything like that. Just strictly barbecue sauce. Strictly sauce for meat, I should say. I guess, um, you know, well, let me ask. Do you know of many people that use your sauce uh, in conventional ovens? Absolutely, yeah, David. Um, So I've got two flavors of sauce. I've got my buffalo-style barbecue sauce, and I've got my sweet and zesty sauce, and then I have my infusion all-purpose dry rub and seasoning. So I do all the time, Um, especially if I'm making maybe a fish dish or some seafood. um, I'll bake it off. Uh, and add a little sauce to it at the end, especially my buffalo-style barbecue goes very well with seafood. Um, the dry, the dry rub and seasoning, absolutely. I use that on the stovetop. I use it in the oven. I'll use it as a rub for smoking and barbecuing. Um, now, how long do you have? To, when once, okay, I've got a fillet that I meant to. I was going to cook out, but it's raining or it's doing something. I don't want to be outside, so I'm going to cook it. I'm going to put it in a skillet on the burner so how long do i need to put the rub on before i cook it you know um especially with beef uh you you can put it on i would say as early as 30 minutes before but you can put it on five minutes before as well the salt content in any rub mine mine actually is is low in salt because i believe in offering more product than just loading it up with tons of salt for weight um, that the salt is what starts to tenderize and permeate into the meats um, you're going to get it especially on a sear if you're going to sear that fillet on the stove over a hot pan you're going to sear that rub right onto it um, so um, I would say you, you wouldn't want to over season it it's a little bit of a lighter season because you don't want to burn the exterior uh, but yeah I would say you could season that as, as early as five minutes before and you know maybe 30 minutes before if you want to let it sit for a little bit I, uh, <laughs> you'll hate this, but <laughs> I'm from Texas, as you probably know, and uh, I, uh, I've i worked cattle ever since I was almost two years old, and at my uncle's ranch, and then I'd go over in the summertime and work cattle, and I, I have a real <laughs> affliction to eating rare steak um, I won't do it because I know where that steer has been and uh, I've pulled that steer out I've doctored that steer and uh, you know there's only one one brand that I will eat and that's Wagyu that uh, is the number one uh, Japanese steak beef in the in the world and i have a friend that raises it in texas but uh beyond that if it's just uh herford or uh brahma or whatever i i want it well done i want everything killed in that piece of meat and so i uh you know i carry my own little bitty chainsaw with me to 
cut it whenever he <laughs> comes to the table, you know. But anyway, that's that's just one of my bad habits. And I know, and I do like, actually, I do like medium rare on occasion, but for the most part, I remember the days. Well, David, I tell you, you know, like we said earlier, it's really about what you enjoy. Uh, if you enjoy to eat your steaks, well done. That's why they offer well-done steak. I mean, enjoy it. Get it the way you want it and the way you like to eat it. You know, I was saying, you know, like even with wine pairings, everybody's so uptight about, well, I have to have a red with this. I, have to have a, I know, I have to have a white with this. and da, 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 da. Well, they're purely just recommendations. You know, you pair your wine that you like, and you have that wine and enjoy it with the food you like so you enjoy your meal again it's about being happy enjoying the food enjoying the company um you know rarely if i'm eating by myself do i lay out a big fancy plate and make a beautiful presentation and make it look pretty so i can sit down and eat it i mean i just eat to sustain myself if i'm by myself right yeah. or if i'm a little different if i'm at a restaurant but uh if i'm cooking for other people you know i want to make that look nice i want to make it pretty i want that plate presentation to be nice i want to make people smile make them happy and uh y- you know they you just enjoy what you eat i mean that's it so if you like a well-done steak eat a well-done steak <laughs> yeah do you remember the old uh, and the, and again they're from texas the old steak and ales oh i remember steak and ale we had a and very popular a, one here they uh they had a steak called a kensington club i remember that and it was marinated in pineapple juice and uh, wine and you can still get the recipe online if you want it and uh, i love that steak and i again i would over not overdo it because like you said it was to my taste not to somebody else's but i'd start the marinade you know a couple of days before and let it just soak in the refrigerator and get all that and the pineapple juice put a sweet into it that was just incredible and uh, just good and i was sorry to see uh, steak and ale leave the world but yeah, that uh, the reign of steak and ale finally came to an end. But yeah. uh, they they had a quite a long legacy. They were around. They were they were big in Atlanta for quite a while as well. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 A little trick I used too, David. Just you know, I put a little pineapple juice in with my spritz when I spritz my meats, like my baby backs, on the smoker, and it gives it that little hint of pineapple with a little glaze it puts on the outside mm-hmm. and which is so i'm a big fan of the pineapple i'll i'll also use a little honey there you go i can't lose with honey <laughs> <laughs> so now if you all aren't hungry yet you're there's something wrong with you i know i'm about to starve already but um, you know this is you got to go online to my sauce yeah, mysauce1989.com uh, and you'll see a little bit about our company on there you'll see the products we have you'll see some of the small local retailers that we offer here in Atlanta but we do sell online and if you click on our buy now page um, it'll take you straight to one of our retailers which is Georgia Gifts and More uh, which they fulfill all our online orders and they also have a myriad of other uh, Georgia based products which are great and you can bundle different products together to save a little bit of money on shipping uh, so I highly recommend you go to our website 
website. Again, that's mysauce1989.com. You can also link through to our Facebook page and our Instagram from from the site as well. Um, One thing I do want to mention, David, if I may, and I know you guys do a lot of work with veterans here at the station. Um, We have a strong focus uh, with our company on on helping out uh, charitable causes. Um, One of my beliefs is that um, impacting... uh, your local areas and your your own communities uh, in a way that will allow them to finger out and affect others is a great way to build momentum and to help lots of people. Um, so we do work with a lot of local charities, um, and we do uh, donate our profits to charities. So um, we uh, we have been able to do some good work here in Atlanta, and, and we're going to continue on with that. So uh, we're very excited about that. Um, we do work with local fire and, and uh, law enforcement groups as well when they do charitable cookouts. You know, we'll provide the barbecue sauce. We've done, uh, we've helped out uh, um, certain causes with golf tournaments where we've put uh, uh, sauces or, or the rub into their goodie bags. Uh, so uh, we, we do what we can. You know, we're not a we're not a huge company, but we're able to do what we can and make an impact and, and help people. So so we're feeding them and making them happy, and we're giving them some money and making them happy. So uh, so hopefully that's a win win. Absolutely, and uh, we appreciate what you're doing. And uh, you know, I uh, always ask my veteran friends. Uh, or when I have a veteran on and we do an interview, uh, will you come back and be on another one of our business hours talking about my sauce in the future? Oh, absolutely. Be happy to. Okay. And uh, we'll um, we'll uh, do something different from this time to the next time, but we'll do this again probably uh, in uh, – because by that time I will have had a chance to uh, use – my sauce and uh i've already got uh baby back ribs picked out so we'll uh get ready and go what has the economy affected you in any way at this point well i would say um yes and no um i'm not happy about it by any means i don't think anybody is uh, right now um based on the structure that i have you know my costs have gone up a bit because of bottles costs have gone up you know in the in the standard supply chain issues uh but um what i've not done and i've not passed that on uh to the retail sector and to the wholesale sector um i i've, I've decided to absorb that for now um because uh, again of our, our our charitable cause um i don't want to uh, uh, keep raising the prices um if it happens happens one day it happens one day and there's nothing i can do about that uh, but hopefully um, that won't be the case uh, so uh, gas uh, again is is affecting everyone i think the price of fuel uh, we don't have uh, a lot of uh, tractor trailers or large vehicles running uh, supply line deliveries all the time so um, we we don't have that major issue there um, most of our promotion we're able to do online, so we don't have a lot of to and from with promotionals. We do some delivery and drop off, uh, but uh, so far we've been able to manage that without too much issue. Uh, so you know, I'm crossing my fingers and I'm hoping you know things will start to to level out. I know we've got some some dim prognosis, but uh, but but you know we're we're we'll we'll figure it out. 
and uh, we'll get through it and uh, and go on from there. But uh, again, to answer your question, we've still been able to provide a product. We've got plenty in supply, um, and we're ready to ship uh, whenever anybody wants it. Um, and we do appreciate your business definitely. You know, Greg, I always and like I said, we don't do a lot of food shows because I'm I'm definitely other than being fat, I'm not an expert on food, but. I've always wondered how does how does a, a business like yours or, or any business in the food how do you keep the consistency and I know it's got to be careful measuring and and adding this and adding that at the right time I guess I don't know how, how do you keep the consistency and do you have people checking checking the consistency all the time well you know when when you're talking about a, a, a package product like the sauces or the dry rubs um, the, with the dry rub it's a little more simple it's almost like you know with baking as opposed to cooking baking's more of a science you know you you follow that recipe to the T and if you deviate your soup may fall or your cookies may be too hard or blah 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 but in, in in cooking you've got a little bit more wiggle room it's more of an art and not as much of a science you do have some time temp uh, rigor that you need to keep but mostly if, if something tastes under seasoned you season it a little bit more you know and so on and so forth but with um, packaging sauces it's interesting so in my restaurants when I would make the sauce I would make them in batches of anywhere from say uh five gallons on a slow day to 25 gallons on a busy day Um, and when I went to start packaging and bottling the sauces um, you had to scale up so to say uh, 140 you know 280 gallons at a time and you just don't scale that recipe up so it was interesting I learned a lot about that having to go in with their their food scientists and taste it as they were doing it so the first batch was really um, uh, getting the, the the blend of the ingredients at the right levels and then a sauce blooms so even after it's packaged and it sits for a little bit it the herbs start to bloom in the sauce which then affects the flavor the heat based on the amount of pepper in there will start to bloom and so you have to balance all that out so it was a really interesting juggling act and and I learned a lot about that but once you've scaled it up then you just follow that same recipe uh, forever and it'll stay the same. So, but it, but it was interesting. But but with just food in general, um, again, there's a little bit of wiggle room there. You know, time and temp is the main thing. And, and I always say this, and this is the honest God truth, and it's so true in barbecuing. But you gotta start with good meat. The food quality of the meat has to be good. You can't take a lousy steak and make it a great steak. You might make it edible. But, you know, you've got to start out. So whenever I do, for example, a brisket, a slow cook on the smoker, I always start with prime. I never use choice. You, you can use choice, and you can make it okay. But if you use prime, it's amazing. And you've got a lot more wiggle room with it, too, because of the marbling. So, um, And as you mentioned, Wagyu, look out. If you, can try, if you can get your hands on a Wagyu brisket, then you've got something pretty amazing there. We're going to take another break. We've got Greg Edwards in here and his product, My Sauce. And uh, we're going to go over his website again. And we'll be back right after a couple of words. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at AmericasWebRadio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. 
If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio with our special guest today, Greg Edwards, and his sauce, barbecue sauce. Or would you really call it barbecue sauce, or would maybe cooking sauce be a better term? Well, I tell you, David, I think a little bit of both. Um, My sweet and zesty sauce, which... Again, I love this sauce because I'm not a super sweet sauce advocate. I think it's just can get too sugary. It can get too thick of a coating. And then all you're doing is eating sugar-coated meat. Uh, not a big fan of that. So what I've done with this is dialed that sweetness back. So it's got, it'll start out sweet and you get that sweet and smoky hit. And then as your palate starts to taste the food, that sweetness starts to fade out and you get a little bit more of a zesty finish to it. So you're tasting your protein and you're tasting your rubs or seasonings that you have on that meat. So you're getting the best of both worlds. So I would say that that sauce has lends itself more to barbecuing purposes. Now my other sauce, the buffalo style barbecue sauce, which is a hybrid buffalo type traditional sauce that you might think of, and a barbecue sauce and an herb-based sauce. This sauce can be used as a cooking sauce, a marinade, a finishing sauce. It can be mixed with the other sauce uh, to make like a really nice rib glaze for like at the end of a cook. So it's highly versatile. Um, I've used it in baking before. Um, I've got a friend that takes the buffalo style sauce and mixes it with his cream cheese and puts it on his bagels in the morning. Mm. I've got another friend who takes it and mixes it with his Bloody Mary mix when he makes Bloody Marys. So, I mean, it's highly versatile. Um, and mixing it in with some macaroni and cheese, i got to tell you, it's pretty amazing. I, I pretty much won't eat macaroni and cheese now unless I put a little bit of it in there. Wow. You've... You've done it again. I'm I'm about to go crazy for something to eat with sauce on it. Um, you know, let me ask. Uh, we're obviously going through some strenuous times now, and if it's available, I've been as I go shopping, and I'm single. As I go shopping, uh, I'll uh, I don't want to say deal, but if there's something that I want. I'm not sure that it'll be there the next time I go shopping, so I'll go ahead and buy it and freeze it. What do you recommend on uh, pulling it out of the freezer and putting the sauces on? 
Well, what I would say is if, if you evaluate your different proteins, they're all a little bit different in how you, you handle them and how you use them. Uh, beef is always your most bulletproof. Um, it's hard to mess up beef. It's got your longest-lasting lifespan. You can age beef. You can dry age it. You can wet age it. You know, it can sit in the fridge for a for pretty good while, uh, and it can be frozen very well. Uh, pork can be frozen quite well. Uh, you don't want to let it sit around too long. And then, of course, your chickens and your seafoods uh, spoil much quickly, so you have to use them. Um, but with, with beef, for example, freeze it, let it thaw, and treat it like it's fresh meat. Uh, super simple, nothing special you have to do with it. Um, what I do, I may, uh, especially if I find a good deal on, say, uh, chuck roast, which I love to smoke chuck roast, comes out really nice, um, is I'll freeze them, and then I'll pull them out and let them thaw, and then I'll rub them with my infusion dry rub that you can get on our website as well. Uh, and then I'll put them up in the fridge and let it sit for maybe, I don't know, two hours, three hours. Let that rub start to break down the proteins on the exterior of the meat. And then I'll smoke it and then add the sauce to it once it's cooked. Um, sometimes, um, depending on, on what I'm doing, I'll mix a little bit of my sauce in with some pineapple juice, maybe a little bit of apple cider vinegar, thin it down, and use that as a spritz during the cooking process. Uh, gives it a nice little glaze, which, which I absolutely love. And then at the end of the, uh, of the cook, you know, you can add as much sauce to it or as little as you want. Uh, I know my wife likes to take the sauce and just put it in a bowl and dip her barbecue in it as she eats it. So um, there's all different ways to use it like that. But yeah, in, in things like one of the things for freezing seafood, for example, unless you've got a, a um, air vacuum sealing system, which is the best to use to freeze fish, um, you'll want to put the fish in water and put it in like a Ziploc bag so it's submerged in water and freeze it in a, in a block of water, and it will stay fresher longer when you go to thawed. So there's little tricks like that, but pork and beef, when you freeze it, you're pretty good with just letting it thaw out thoroughly and then treating it like it's fresh meat. You were talking about pairing, and generally when people say pairing, it's with using a wine or something like that. But also, with your rubs and your sauces, uh, do you suggest a green of any kind, be it a salad or be it uh, a green vegetable? Or do you have anything that particularly complements, or in your opinion, highly complements your sauce or the sauce complements the vegetable sure uh david one of the things i'd love to do uh would be to come back on i'm looking to put out a uh, my sauce cookbook Hmm. come out up here soon i've got several uh wonderful recipes that people have given me and i've actually uh added sauce to them and changed a little bit of the dynamics of them and they've come out really really nice so uh, i've been going to friends and family and saying, hey, do you have uh, an old aunt or a grandmother's recipe that you could, uh, you'd be willing to share with me and maybe I can play around with it. I'll give it back to you and let you try it. And I've done that on several occasions and gotten really, really rave reviews from it. So I'm assembling a cookbook. It'll be available on my website as well at mysauce1989.com um, and it'll be in print also. So I'm in, in the works on that. But to circle back to your question, yes, uh, there's, um, I do a recipe with Brussels sprouts 
A lot of people don't like Brussels sprouts, mm-hmm. but again, it's how you cook them, just like most anything else. Um, and I incorporate some sauce into that recipe as well, and it gives it just a fabulous flavor. Um, you've got different things. That, you know, I've already mentioned the macaroni and cheese, which pairs wonderfully with barbecue, and again, with with the buffalo style barbecue sauce in there is wonderful. Um, and in the the seasoning, uh, I love to take the the infusion dry rub seasoning and put that on uh, broccoli. It's great on cauliflower. It's great on asparagus. Mix that with maybe a little bit of olive oil or a little bit of butter, whichever you care to do with that, and it's absolutely amazing. So, yeah, it's uh, it can be paired with just about any side you want. Um, the the infusion dry rub is also really really good on say a baked sweet potato. Once it's cooked, add that on with a little bit of butter. Oh man pretty amazing so uh yeah yeah you can use it with all different things as i'd say in texas you're in hog heaven in hog heaven yes sir <laughs> but oh this is uh will you come back and, and well plus your book we, we got to have the recipe book absolutely and uh you know just uh uh talking about i i think uh and correct me if i'm wrong you're obviously a professional chef or cook or whatever your title whatever you want to be called you're not a sous chef but a chef and um, but I think some people get intimidated by cooking and are scared they're going to screw it up or scared they're they're not going to do something right or something wrong and uh, so you know I, I think it'll be interesting to Maybe I'm asking not for you to come back once, but maybe you'll come back more than once and uh, talk about different things that, uh, you know, I, uh, there was a time I thought I had problems boiling water, but uh, I've gotten over that and uh, pretty much anything I desire to or decide I want to eat, I, I buy and I eat. And uh, and cook it. Sometimes it turns out much better than the than I thought. Sometimes it doesn't. But I think uh, it would be fun to um, have you on more often, talking about your sauces and talking about uh, different things that uh, you know. Uh, Steve uh, Ducey has done quite well with his simple cookbooks. That obviously we're not Fox and Friends, but. Um, you know his simple recipes for people and i think that's uh you know it's going to get to the point in my opinion and it already has basically that if you're going to eat and eat well you're probably going to have to cook it yourself it's going to be too expensive to to go out and have a steak or go out and you know steak and baked potato and all of the trimmings it's uh and i can't blame the restaurants they've got to make money too but you know there's a lot of things that you know that even as dumb as i am we can do in the kitchen then don't have to go out to eat agree with that david i mean you touched on a really good point there um and and i and i just saw on an airplane i just watched a great movie it was on julia childs and it basically documented how she got started and how she basically introduced the whole concept of cooking well, cooking good food well, to America. 
Uh, there was nothing like that before. People had frozen dinners, and they whipped up casseroles, and, and that's what you ate, you know. Um, and so it was a really neat study into how she she went in full bore with traditional French cooking styles with her first cookbook. Uh, but, but, you know, what I see, and I talk to lots of people, and they say, oh, I can't cook. Well, it's just, it's not that they can't cook, it's that they don't want to cook, or they're afraid to cook, because they don't want to mess it up. And cooking really is is not as difficult as people may think. And what I mean that by that is I mean, yeah, people can say, yeah, I can make eggs. You know, just about anybody can make an egg. Yeah, I can boil water. Yeah, I can make spaghetti. Yeah, I can take a jar of sauce, you know, heat, make some spaghetti and have spaghetti. And that's great. But you can also cook gourmet food very easily by just following a few simple procedures. Start with good food, good meat quality, time, temp, and seasoning, and check it as you go. And it's really that simple. And once someone sort of gets the hang of that, they can just about make anything. They can pull up a recipe. They learn what flavors go together, what seasonings taste well with each other. Um, Do I put garlic in this? Do I not? I like to put garlic in just about everything, but that's me. Uh, But you you start to learn those things, and your palate starts to develop. Um, And then it can actually become enjoyable. And, you know, um, and I've always touted this, um, my children grew up with me cooking. I do all the cooking in our house, and uh, they've had the luxury of eating good food, and, and they don't even desire to eat fast food. Um, they've eaten it in a pinch when they're out with friends or something like that, but but they don't enjoy it. They like they know good food, and they like good food, and I've taught them how to make good food. Um, so um, you can make good meals cheaper than you can go out to not even a good restaurant, even a fast food type restaurant if you're trying to feed a family Uh, so you can economically make them and also people think it takes a long time to cook a meal and it really doesn't you can whip up a three-course meal pretty quickly Um, so you know I I really do encourage people and maybe we can continue to talk about that at another time uh, with some of these simple recipes to just say hey if you just get this you can get it you don't have to spend a ton of money on it and you can make a really nice dinner in a, in a very yeah. short period of time. One, uh, one other thing, and, and you hit something that's near and dear to me, is, uh, and th- this sounds crazy, but even for kids, and uh, is presentation. If you've got one thing chasing another on the plate, it's not real good presentation. But if you have, you know, uh, you present it, whether it's to family or friends or whoever it is, and it looks good, that increases the taste a lot. If it looks like it's good and edible and going to uh, make your palate happy, then chances are it will. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's an old saying, David, that we eat with our eyes as well as our mouth. And and it's so true. I mean, just look at advertising. That shows you right there. You know, they show sure. the hamburger with the cheese dripping down the side. And, and you taste it, and you're just watching the TV ad, right? So, um, yes, it, it's critical. Um, you know, you see the chefs and how they do a little swirl of sauce on the side of the plate and make it look beautiful and how they lay the protein, maybe leaning up against the vegetables. And a plate presentation is a huge, huge thing for uh for serving people and people eating. You know, they, there's something about that plate being set down in front of you 
and it just looks beautiful. And now with the advent of you know your Facebooks, everybody's whipping out their cell phone cameras now and taking a picture of their of their plate of yeah. food. Well, they don't usually take a picture of that plate of food if it looks bad. <laughs> so uh, yeah, plate presentation is very very important. Well, you know we're uh, learning as we go, but. Uh Give us your website again one more time. Sure. It's um, MySauce, that's M-Y-S-A-U-C-E, 1989. Why did you pick the 1989? 1989 was the year I finalized the recipe for my sauce in my restaurants. So that's how long back it's been since I actually created the sauce. So it's it's tried and true, and people have been eating it since uh, the late 80s. And I've not had any complaints, so that's good news. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and uh, I can't wait to uh, get into it and uh, put it on uh, some baby back ribs. And uh, Now, does it come with a uh, thermostat where you can cool down my part of, the, of uh, John's Creek while I'm cooking out this weekend so it won't be 102 or 3? You know, I'd like to say that the sauce cures everything, but I have yet to see it uh, uh, cool down the surface of the sun. So uh, I'd love to tell you you could. But I do understand we've got a little bit of cooler weather coming in uh, for Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, highs in the uh, mid to upper 80s. So that's not, that, I guess if you want to call that cool, uh, a little bit of hope. <laughs> it are better than 105. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, and, and uh, well, like I said, I, my dad... And I, I was very fortunate. Uh, my dad uh, did a good job and loved barbecuing, and uh, I have barbecued. And my my youngest son went to Texas A and M, and uh, he was there. I don't I don't even know what his title was, but he had the shirt and all this, and was given the title of something. But he was the barbecuer, and uh, at Texas A and M. Uh, when he was there so you know it's just a i guess a texas tradition that you barbecue and have you ever had gabrito gabrito um gosh i believe i had that in oklahoma when i was out there goat hmm? goat yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we did uh, we did one roast for a wedding in south georgia uh, that's an interesting story for another time, but we did a goat roast then, so it was it was it was good. Yeah. Again, all in how you prepare it. It uh, well, yeah, and and uh, my best friend, I, I used well, he was my roommate in, in at Tech and stuff, Texas Tech, and uh, I'd go to his house in Brady, and they would smoke a goat, and uh, they had a whole little place it was the smokehouse you know and separate from what we do as as smoking goes but uh, the only only thing i would say about goat it was a a little little stringy a little striety but Mm -hmm. it was still very sweet and very tender and um, i like it Uh, i haven't had any in a long time but uh, uh, that and uh, we'd do uh, venison sausage Venison sausage is delicious. Yep, yep. Venison is is fun to work with. Again, it's a very lean meat, mm-hmm. so you have to introduce fats to it. 
Um, so as long as you're introducing a little bit of fat into your sausage, that venison sausage can be really, really tasty. Um, one little trick with the goat that I've done in the past, too, is that uh, you can actually cook the goat um, and make it into a pulled pork-type dish where you're hmm. mixing sauce in with it and make the sandwiches. And it's a way to, if all you can get your hands on is goat and you need to feed a lot of people, uh, that's a way to kind of get around it. <laughs> I don't know of many places you can get goat around Atlanta, but uh, we'll have to check that out one of these days. <laughs> yes, it's big in the uh, Hispanic community around Atlanta. It's growing in, in the little uh, little uh, nucleuses of where, where there's some of the communities are growing Hispanically, and uh, a lot of the shops have goat. They'll be out roasting goats, hmm. cooking them up. Yep, you can find it in some of the smaller uh, little restaurants. Well, we'll have to do that one of these days, sooner than later. Um, anything that uh, we, we've missed, and people can go online and order. Correct. And uh, At mysauce1989.com. Um, again, you'll see our products listed there. You can order directly off the website. You can visit. If you happen to be in the Atlanta area, we have some some small retailers you can visit um, and uh, pick some up and give it a try. Um, I know you'll like it. Uh, it goes on, like I say, just about anything. So um, I did try. You'll like this one. So I don't know if you've ever seen that show, Iron Chef. A very right. popular show where they yeah. bring in these the master chefs and they make a insanely complex meal in two minutes or whatever it is. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, they're always making some kind of crazy ice cream. You know, they'll squid ink and they'll put it in the ice cream machine and they'll make that and they'll serve it and all that stuff. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make some my sauce ice cream and try it. Huh. I did. And uh, it was horrible. So I do not <laughs> recommend doing that. Well, I go for that homemade peach ice cream. Yeah, stick with that. It's a lot better than barbecue sauce ice cream. I, you know, I want to uh, interrupt for one second or two seconds or a minute. You know, Montana and is going through some horrendous flooding right now. And uh, we are involved with a product called BaggerBot. And uh, this is a machine that... Uh, is developed or has been developed in on the Monterey Peninsula, and it will produce 1,600 sandbags an hour, and that's an incredible number of sandbags. So anyone that has relatives or a contact in Montana, uh, the park is closed indefinitely because of the rain and the melting snow and the flooding that's going on. But anybody that has any contact in Montana, tell them about Bagger, B-A-G-G-E-R, bot, B-O-T, dot com. And those guys would love to work with figuring out a way that uh, we can get sandbags. And, you know, one of the machines there in Montana to produce 1,600, if you think about it, 1,600 sandbags is a lot of sandbags in an hour. And they are sewed. They're ready to use once they're, once they're filled. They come off the machine. They're sewed at the top and ready to be used. And uh, they will put any, just like your formulas for your sauce. I didn't know until I got involved with the company that uh, <laughs> there were different mixtures of 
what you put in sandbags to do different things. And uh, so please, if you know anybody in Montana, have them look into baggerbot.com. And uh, I'd appreciate it. And uh, we'd like to, that machine will not only produce 1,600 sandbags per hour, but it will also save lives. And it's good for the military, it's good for the Corps of Engineers, and it's good for Montana or any state that could be in the flooding situation. Greg, any last words? And I don't mean that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, any last, my sauce last words. <laughs> Thank you, David. Um, I guess really what I'd just like to leave with everyone is that uh, you know, food is meant to be enjoyed. Um, I've created these sauces with blends of seasonings and herbs that really take them to a next level to really complement the food. So when, when people try a food that has the sauce or the seasoning on it, you know, they get a smile on their face, and they remember that meal. And they come back and they say, hey, what was that that sauce that you used? Or how did you make that? Or can I have the recipe? And that's the thing that, that, that really makes me happy, and I think it makes the people that are, that are using these products uh, in their daily lives happy when they see people smile and the people that they love uh, enjoy the food that they're making for them. So um, that's what I think drives me uh, to keep going forward with all of this. Uh, so um, I think that's what I would leave you with, other than the fact that I, I look forward to coming back and seeing you again and talking with you some more, and we'll exchange some recipes. I'll bring some food with me next time uh, so we don't have to just talk about it. We can eat it. That way we're not <laughs> starving to death talking about it the whole time. And uh, and we'll go through some of these recipes maybe and talk a little bit more about food and what people are into and a lot well, of the trends. I was wondering how long it how long it'd take for you to get the hint. <laughs> I figured. I saw you drooling over there. I thought I'd better show up with some food next time. <laughs> uh, no, I I appreciate that. I appreciate the sauces. Uh, you know, and I, I like your point. It's you know, it's not my way or the highway. It's whatever makes you happy, and that's and everybody has different. You know, I happen to like very hot food. I grew up on Mexican food and. I like hot, spicy foods, but there are a lot of folks that don't, which that's uh, that's their business, just as it's my business on what I like. And I think that's the way everything, and and I'm the same way with, with just like you describe you describe me as far as wines go. I don't like Chardonnays. I like cabs, and uh, I like red, period. End of story. Don't bother me, you know? Right. And uh, so everybody should... A cold beer ain't bad either, but, um, you know, everybody should look at food like what they enjoy, and, and I appreciate you bringing that point up several times. That That's what it's all about. You know, we, uh, we're we going to have to bust out of here in just a second and get ready for more shows, but, again, thanks for coming, and I look, one, I look forward to you coming back. Two, I look forward to your cookbook. And three, I look forward to who knows where this may go. Um, you may be doing, you may be a uh, child of uh, America's Web Radio. I don't know. <laughs> Julia Child. Jul- Julia Edwards. Save the Lewis. Save the Lewis. <laughs> she was funny. She, she, was she was great. I don't know how good a cook she was, but she was a hell of an actress. Fabulous cook, uh, professionally sh- uh, trained in France. 
absolutely wonderful and uh, really, really changed the landscape of food as we know it in the United States of America. Greg, thank you. David, thanks for having me on. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.